So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Hey, welcome back to the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football podcast, folks. Uh, I am really excited to be here tonight, recording a night early because, you know, Jake has to do this thing with his significant other. It's her birthday. So so we are recording a day early uh, for all of our loyal Tuesday listeners out there. Um, but tonight we have a great show. Uh, we just simply call this the Fantasy Roundtable, where we're going to talk a lot about fantasy. I'm sure we're going to end up talking about more things that are not fantasy related. Um, <laughs> if, if before we started recording is any indication of how this show is going to go, it's, it's going to be a blast for everyone. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm really excited for this. So um, before I introduce our guests here, the who's who of, of fantasy analysts, I must say, uh, I will introduce the who's who of co-hosts. And that's Jake Trowbridge. How are you doing, Jake? Because there's only one by default. I don't know how I feel about that. I think you could have come up with something a little bit more enticing, but I so, will take what you'll give me. You're, Justin. The, you're the only co-host in all the podcasts in all of the world. In your heart, I feel like I should wow. be. So it shouldn't even need to be said. No, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, yes, I'm I'm the reason that we have to record a night early. Technically, my fiance is the reason. Blame her. Write your strongly worded letters to at Emily Leibold on Twitter. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm very excited. I love these fantasy roundtable uh, episodes that we do. It's just nice. We're a relaxed show, but this is even more relaxed than normal. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. Yeah, absolutely. So, um We'll just get into it here. Um, we'll take a moment to introduce all of our fantastic guests. So um, I don't know with StreamYard which way I'm pointing here. So to to my bottom. <laughs> you got Brady on bottom. We should, we should all look. Excellent. That's actually where I requested to be, everyone. <laughs> I was like, is there any chance I could be on Justin's bottom? <laughs> everyone wants to be it's this is fine. this is not what you pictured though. it's not what i it's not what i it's not what i wanted really but it's, it's, I think it's as close as we're gonna get for now uh, so two to below me is that better instead of my bottom no yeah, yeah, that's offensively yeah. worse you have to really enunciate, enunciate a little there yeah, i feel like you guys are misinterpreting all my requests <laughs> so we've got andrew Cooper joining the show. Uh, how are you doing this evening, sir? Fantastic, man. Awesome. And uh, thanks that Jake Jake made me shut off my air conditioner before we started this. So <laughs> feeling pretty, really feeling pretty warm. Pretty feeling pretty good. So thank you, thank you for the warm welcome, Jake. I appreciate that. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, anytime. And then <laughs> next to Mr. Coop on the screen, we've got Jen Polvote. Did I get Hi. that right? You did. Oh, yes. How are you doing this evening? Doing great. I've got my almost four-year-old sitting on the couch over here. So if you hear some squeaks, that's what's happening over there. <laughs> we right. have his headphones on. We've got him in front of the tablet, but his attention span is about five nanoseconds. So we're doing our best. That's yeah, about the same as mine. That's so good. You might yeah, have better analysis good. than anybody else on this show, <laughs> quite frankly. So we might need to check in a little later. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then next to Jen on the screen, we've got Teddy. How are you doing, sir? 
doing well. I see that uh, Jen's getting some shout outs and picked up in the uh, comments. And I don't know where my significant other is um, <laughs> to help out and even it out. But, you know, we'll see what happens if something pops up. Yeah. Click it twice. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and then in the top right corner, we've got Simon. And I'm, 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 I'll, I'll butcher your last name with as many times that we talked about it in the pre-show. I know I'll butcher it. So I'm, I am just not even going to try. I have my apologies. It's just pronounced G. You were so close. You almost oh. nailed it. That's how people get it right. Um, thank you guys for having me on. I'm excited to be here. And Jake, I, you made Andrew turn off his air conditioning, but why'd you make me turn my hot water off five days ago to be on this show? <laughs> I've just been taking cold showers for a week. I'm waiting for like the reveal, like why I've been doing that, but it hasn't come yet. The reveal is post show. That's a new business. Okay. <laughs> There's a certain level of mental fortitude that I expect out of everybody on this show. I just wanted to make sure that you were at that bar. That's okay, all. Thank you. Yeah, no, that was your you have a good now. show, you get your hot water back. That's <laughs> And then also joining us this evening, uh, having some internet issues, uh, Randall Kennedy. Um, so as soon as he pops on, we'll uh, welcome him in and join us. Um, so before we get into it, um, those of you that have seen our show and know what we're about, we like to drink on our show, whether it's cocktails, beer, wine, or the non-alcoholic version. It doesn't matter to us, as long as you have something in your hand during the show. Um, so Jake, why don't you tell us about this very special uh uh, drink you got for us this week yes very special meaning the last of the things in my refrigerator it is a viva spritz it's a <laughs> mango hard seltzer uh so all of you people who like you know real salt seltzers and things this is not that this is like the off-brand version from from the local grocery store here uh i think it's fine dustin isn't it it's fine it's fine I mean, considering it's yeah. it's the bottom shelf, you know, um, I don't know what what's worse than Walmart brand um, of <laughs> spritzers. It's it's bad. <laughs> so, I mean, considering it's that, it's fine. Quick trip. Sure. It's the quick, quick trip ver version of, of uh, seltzer. So it's fine. Dollar ninety nine for a twelve pack. How about that? Bro, and that says gonna, it all. They're gonna reach out to the show and see if they can pay you guys not to sponsor that. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're gonna be like, hey, we will actually pay you guys not to bring that, bring our drinks up ever again. You could. <laughs> all right, so we'll go around the room here real quick. Uh, we'll we'll go reverse order of the introductions here. Uh, Simon, what you got? I've got a good vibrations lemon ginger rattler today. That I picked up in Austin last weekend and didn't finish them. It's pretty good. It's fine. <laughs> it helps I don't know. It's pretty good. Collection of drinks we have so far. <laughs> the can is more fun. The can's more fun than the liquid inside of it. Is my only complaint here. Each word in that title kept getting cooler. Do I have to go next? <laughs> yes, you do have well, to go next. Following that up is a busy hard lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> strawberry lemonade kind and i feel like drinking mike's hard in high school is what brought me here today <laughs> fair fair all right there's Jen? a theme growing amongst all these drinks by mm. the way so far everything's very fruity and very light so can you keep this going for us Jen? Yes! Oh, <laughs> finally a real brand <laughs> and, uh, four oh you're fancy oh, with your nice. all right at least <laughs> 
At least we're both we're both drinking have... bourbon and beer, and that, that's nice, Dan. Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna whip out a stout down there, like just all these just, fruity beers, and then just the well, just the one up, Simon. Uh, my beer is actually called a uh, lightsaber Charizard Power Touchdown Toss. No, it's uh the beer I'm drinking is called Wrench by Industrial Arts, just some beer out of uh out of New York. Yeah, it's pretty solid. And I'm also Wrench. drinking bourbon bourbon like Jen. I'm drinking a uh, Old Forester 1920. So cheers oh. to just Jen, just Jen yeah. and nobody else. Oh yeah. wow, wow. Um, fine. Um, I would cheers to you again, Viva Sprint. <laughs> and I well, you didn't let me finish. Now cheers. <laughs> Cheers to my other fruity friends with their fruity drinks. Uh, <laughs> cheers to that. You know, what? you know what? Turn your air conditioner back on. I'm tired of this. <laughs> I think I'm I need to hear you very well. a different person. It's like a gremlin situation, and I don't like it. Hey, sorry. <laughs> At least now that, it's, now that it's pitch black out, the guy shut his leaf blower off. So. <laughs> the noise situation is a little better over here. Oh, thank goodness. All right. Well, normally we have uh, our favorite segment of Drunk Trade of the Week, but we decided to forego that this week, uh, figuring we'll probably hear some pretty good uh, trades later on in the show here from from our guests. So uh, we're going to forego that just so we can get down into it and have a lot of fun. But Jake, before we do that, would you mind doing a quick word from our sponsor? I would love to. This week's episode of DTFF is brought to you by Poor Richard's Farm. 100% grass-fed beef snack sticks from European beef cattle raised here in Wisconsin. They have all-natural ingredients, no fillers, no preservatives, vacuum-sealed products that are delightful with every variety. You can try the barbecue hickory, the teriyaki maple, Mm. the Tex-Mex mesquite, our favorite. They're all made with real hardwood chips. And they are seriously the best beef sticks we've ever had. Uh, I'll be placing a follow-up order here very soon for more. And if you want to do that, go over to poorrichardsfarm.com. Put in the promo code DTFF at checkout. Get 5% off of your order. And enjoy free shipping when you buy three or more packs of these. And you should buy like 20. So that's a steal. (laughs) You definitely need to. Can I actually share a a recent beef jerky-related story very quickly? I don't know, is it from a competitive brand? Because then you cannot. (laughs) (laughs) They should remain nameless if so. Yeah, so so I I like beef jerky, and my girlfriend has never liked it. She wouldn't even try it. And then just the other day, I was was eating it, and I was like, you got to try this. It's kind of like um, the spare ribs you get from a Chinese restaurant. And that all of a sudden turned her mind over, and she was like, Mm -hmm. I will try it. And oh. now she and now she eats my beef jerky. So don't ever, ever tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, but if you do, and your girlfriend's stealing your beef jerky, uh, use poor Richard's promo code DTA. <laughs> God, what I a recommend for her the teriyaki maple flavor, yeah. by the way. Just yeah. throwing it out as a suggestion. Jake, did I read that all correctly? That you meticulously typed up for me to say to that? I was just kidding. You, you did every line for no, that's a that's a real story. That's a real story. Uh, we have a beef, beef turkey shortage here. It's, yeah. So I'm gonna have to get some poor Richard's. Order from yeah. Poor Richard's Farm. They will not yeah. steal you wrong. That could be a slogan if mm-hmm. they want to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, do we want to pick this up? I don't know how we can do any better than what we've done already here. Jeez. I feel like we peaked. All right, that's the show. All right, so we're just going to go around the room here. Um, hey, there's Randall. Hey, Randall. There he is. What's up? Hey! Hey, Welcome on the show. 
So I traveled back in time <laughs> to prevent Sarah Connor's murder <laughs> and to buy myself new fantasy equipment. <laughs> uh, you came back in time to get Sarah Connor some poor Richard's farm multi-varietal beef sticks. <laughs> I don't I don't know how long this is gonna last, so Jake, Jake, I didn't tell you my girlfriend's name is Sarah Connor. Oh my god! Dustin, what we have? <laughs> working. You want to kick uh, us off? Sure. Uh, so um, we've, I don't know, for those of you that have actually looked at our show sheet, if you didn't, we're not offended. Don't worry. Uh, just got a bunch of starter questions here. We'll kind of go around the room. Um, I'll just kind of throw it to whomever I feel like and uh, just answer away. Uh, if you guys come up with something else you want to talk about, feel free to fire it off. Uh, this is very loosey goosey here uh, tonight. So, uh, yeah, Randall, we'll start with you since you haven't had the opportunity to. Uh, uh, join in the shenanigans so far. Um, Great. So let, let's start with um, when did you start getting into fantasy football? Or do you remember what got you into it initially? I do. Uh, it was 19 years ago. Um, so, yes, I'm very old. Uh, it was 19 years ago, and I started, I was fresh out of college, and I started uh, work at a company um, and there was another gentleman there who was the same age as me and we met and he said, Hey, do you play fantasy football? And I said, what is that? And the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and one thing led to another and we're here. Yeah. And he, he, uh, he introduced me to the world of fantasy football, which I knew nothing about up to that point. I only watched 49er games and cheered for 49er players and had no idea this thing existed. Uh, and then he said, Hey, you know what? You should join this message board. And I joined the fantasy sharks message board way back in 2004. And, um, man, I've been playing fantasy football ever since. Eventually it got to the point where home leagues weren't competitive enough and wanted to venture out and, and play with other people. And, and so here I am. <laughs> Yes, home leagues yeah. are not competitive enough. It's not like I've never won our home league or anything like that. <laughs> this could be your year, Jake. It could happen. God damn it, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you obviously have to beat me in the championship to, to do that, so good luck, but yeah, it could happen. Uh, Get out of here. <laughs> Jen, how about you? Uh, Nate brought me into it. My husband, Nate. Um, that was, I think, 2009, so what, 12 or 13 years ago, and um, I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, okay, I'll do that, and it was through his work at T-Mobile, uh, where he worked at the time, and um, this is going to answer a question later, but um, I got very, very drunk, and I have no idea how I even drafted my team, um, but I did pretty well. My first pick was Ocho Cinco, and that was a really good year for him. Right on. Yeah. Play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel but like yeah. that maybe should be my solution then. Is that what you're saying? Is that I should just, <laughs> just drink really to the point drunk. that I don't remember yep. what I'm doing Broke and then click all the buttons? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're talking about drunk trades. 
You're, you're, you're way too far. Yeah, you gotta get drunk quicker. <laughs> drunk earlier in the process. I think the guy who took Gronk in the third round of our home league draft yesterday was probably doing that exact same strategy. So, hey, if it can work for him, he's a three-time champion, so he's doing something right. That's right. Wow. Uh, all right, Coop, let's start with you next. Yeah, so for me, uh, kind of similar to uh, to Randall's, where I was in, I think I was in like sixth grade, and uh, you know we all played football. My buddy was like, "Dude, you want to play fantasy football?" I was like, "I don't know what that is." He's like, "You got to make an account on Yahoo and play." And I was like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not going to do that." So this kid made me an account and added me to the league, and he made my team name the Wild Thornberries, and. <laughs> We have the 20th anniversary of our league coming up right now. My team name in that league is still the Wild Thornberries. 20 years oh, running. 20 nice. years running strong. And unlike unlike Jake, I did manage to. I've won this league. Uh, I've won this league twice. So, uh, But it, I haven't won in like seven years. So they give me a hard time about it. And not only that, <laughs> but I do a ton of tight end stuff. They, uh, two years ago. Not that kind of show, by the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like you say you want, you say you want to be, you say you want to be on Dusty's bottom doing tight end stuff. And all of a sudden, everybody wants to talk about football, you know? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but so they actually removed the tight end spot from me and they made it a wide receiver slash tight end spot. And they're not making it any easier on me. There it goes. Well. You know, that that is how it goes. And you know what? They can try to get you. You know you'll get them right back. It's fine. That's right. You won't be gotched. Not this not. time, Coop. You won't be gotched. Mm-mm. Not 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 with the analysis on this show and the beef jerky from this show. <laughs> and the gas station what is the gas station off brand uh seltzers? Is yeah. that what we're doing? Towel company? <laughs> Viva Sprint. <laughs> I mean with that with that kind of power on my side, there's no way I don't win this year. True story. True story. All right, Simon, how about you? I started playing casually in high school, like one league that my friends dragged me into. But then uh, it started becoming a problem in college when Jail and I joined our first keeper league together. So John Luke, my co-host on Front Yard Fantasy and uh, that draft night, like I feel like that was like a pivotal moment in our friendship and in like the our fantasy football trajectory. Like it just launched us into uh, doing this way too much. And uh, on the way home from that draft, we were kind of like sitting there, like it was late. We'd been there for a while where I'm driving my minivan and we're just chatting. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, a possum jumps up in front of my vehicle and I nailed it full force. Only animal I've ever hit with my car. And JL and I just started screaming at the top of our lungs, staring at each other. And here we are. Now I play fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Play the journey. Oh. Thank, thank you for letting me go before Simon. <laughs> I refuse to go after Simon for the rest of the show. I Look, didn't even uh, we that encountered this Sorry. guy in the woods. Uh, we happen to have an act with us. Yada yada yada. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't shut off his leaf blower. <laughs> uh. All right, Teddy, do you want to go or should I just throw Not a different really. question to someone else? <laughs> My friends had a league out of college that I wasn't in, and then the guy left. I joined it, and that's nobody died. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, that should be the goal of your fantasy league. Hardly let's be honest. I've wanted a bunch. That's, hardly, you know, hardly any possums were murdered. None. Some would say, you know. Uh. Uh. And I don't know, Jake, we don't need to talk about ours because, you know, we've talked about it enough on the show here. 
Uh, yeah, it's stupid. I drafted Amir Abdullah my first time playing fantasy football, and I've regretted playing ever since. <laughs> awful. I mean, I think the only <laughs> takeaway we need we need to talk about with our our home league here, Jake, is that you have not won yet. So that that's really the yeah. important thing to focus on. That's fair. I'm I'm relatively new in terms of people in this league. I do want to be clear about that. Uh, I will self-deprecate, but not to the point of self-defecating, <laughs> Dustin. And that's, uh, I think, a reference that worked perfectly in that instance. Well, okay, let's do this transition. I, my first year of fantasy football, I was terrible. Like I said, I drafted Amir Abdullah. Dustin, I don't know if you remember who you ended up taking with your first year. I'm going to guess it was hopefully as bad to make me feel better. But... Does anybody remember their first year? And does anybody remember it to the point where like, you know, I wish I would have known this, like this one thing, like Simon, when you first started playing, if you could give that person some advice, what would that look like? Um, Don't draft Andrew Luck in the first round of a keeper league. Uh, um, he's, he's not going to play for very long. This was in 20... 20- this was in college, like 2015 or something, uh, that first keeper league I was in. Um, no, but for real, um, don't draft Andrew Luck in the first round. That's all I got. <laughs> where's, where's Randall's time machine when you need it, dude? Yeah, <laughs> Teddy, have, Watch have out you... Watch damn possum. <laughs> yeah, possums aside, which I think is a piece of advice we can all take to heart. Teddy, is there a piece of advice you would give your former self there? Yeah, I feel okay going after uh, Simon on that one. Um, So when my first league, I don't know if it was my first pick, but when I joined that home league, I had the 12th pick, so it was 12 or 13, so it was one of those two. I took Jimmy Graham, and he balled out, and I won the league my first year. And then the next year, I came in, I was like, I have to take a tight end early. Took a tight end. I can't remember who it was. It was not someone named Travis Kelsey. And he absolutely busted. So I would say the strategy you have one year does not automatically apply to the next. No copy and pasting from year to year. I appreciate that. Jen, do you have anything for you, especially for Andrew Luck? Do you have anything for first year self that you'd like to say? Yeah. Set the beer down, woman. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Just like a half sober draft, I'm guessing. Like, <laughs> I think, from what I remember, I was playing pool maybe with my brother and his girlfriend at the time, and then I was like, "Nate, give me the keys to the car." And he was like, "I will not do that." I'm like, "I have to go to sleep," and I fell asleep in the back of the suburban downtown Denver. It's not safe, man. Yeah, sounds like this piece of advice goes a little bit beyond fantasy football for your first year. Okay, we need to have Simon and Jen and it. then the rest of us in the Stop putting me here. This is like playing I'm... cards against humanity when you know you have shit cards in front of you and you're just waiting for everybody else's awesome responses to pop up. Coop, do you have a, a cards against humanity worthy answer for this one um, i know that mine mine wouldn't win but um but i gotta play my cards anyway so i actually think i went back and looked at my um my my first team and i had three kickers on it uh including oh shout out alinda mare who was uh pretty solid that year but um what i would say though to anybody starting in a new fantasy league is that in reality you like talk about teddy with his his work uh uh Randall with his work friends and stuff. Like you just don't want to look stupid. You don't know what you're doing. 
And the fastest way to do that is to draft guys multiple rounds above ADP, right? So for for me, like, stay, you know, reach for guys if you want, but don't take guys well ahead of when you could get them later. You know what I mean? So do your best to look at the way the way it goes and don't go and take Gronk in the third round or whatever it is when you know you can get him probably like the fifth or sixth round. Like, so if anyone's looking for real advice from the show, which at this point you probably shouldn't be, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I just want to tag that on to don't hit possums, you know, don't sleep in your car in Denver <laughs> and and try to try to at least stay reasonably close to ADP if you go with them. I, I'm very disappointed that I checked out and didn't hear the rest of that possum story. <laughs> <laughs> what was the significance of the possum? Like, based, based on your I heard we hit a possum, we hit a possum, and then we played fantasy football. You got yeah, it. That was it. That was it. You didn't What's miss the correlation? You What's literally the just missed me going. That's all that happened. Randall, don't worry. You can listen to that entire story again on the rebroadcast, playing live on YouTube uh, after we are done with this. Nice. But did you nice. now? So, for your first year self playing fantasy football, Randall, what would be the one piece of advice that you'd want to give that guy? So I thought about this when I read your show sheet, and uh, I wrote down. Don't be a homer, right? So when we all started playing fantasy football, we all wanted to pick guys from our own team. I'm sure we all did that when we very first started. And that that step made me think about why we were a homer, right? So when I first started playing, it was in 2002. Like, we just had our 19th draft yesterday. So in 2002, we didn't have close to the amount of information available to us that we do now. So... My advice would have been to seek out information to better educate yourself so that you don't pick Kevin Barlow in round one. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of research uh, going going into that, or maybe a lot of bit of research going into that. Yeah, I think that would have helped me too, for sure. Dustin, do you have any worldly advice for former Dustin? performer is basically do the opposite of of what i did initially when drafting because it was awful um I, I i didn't even sniff placing anywhere for the first few years because i had no friggin' clue what i was doing and just drafting out of my ass uh, you know just looking at the uh, espn top 200 uh sheet that they put out every year and just be like okay i know that guy that works pick him up <laughs> You know, so it's it's actually doing a little bit of research and and actually knowing a little bit about players and, and situations. I mean, you don't have to get so in depth, you know, like we tend to here in the fantasy community. But it's just like just, you know, is the guy coming off an injury from the previous year? That might be, you know, something you should know that might impact this year's or, you know, new coaches. You might want to think about, you know, the situation they're in. So just little things like that. Just just, you know, keep things in context. Context is key. So you're telling me mm -hmm. I should not be drafting based off the ESPN top 200 currently. No, right you now. should. You definitely should. Okay. You should. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to continue doing that. Would that qualify as your pet peeve, Dustin, that people do, that people use that ESPN cheat sheet too much? No, no, go ahead. No. I mean, if, if, especially if it's in my home league, go ahead and use that ESPN sheet. That's fine. I don't care about that. Uh, more power to you. And in fact, if any of our, our, uh, fellow uh, league mates are, are listening you should be following that uh verbatim please and thank you <laughs> also if you could find the 2018 edition 
I yeah. think that would really help. Yeah, much more accurate, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Good for a few years. Don't pay for the the new one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a wine. You know, it's it's like with wine. I always say that draft analysis is exactly the same as wine. Right. I think too, I too figured much out it, why you haven't won you your home here. league, Jake. Draft analysis is just like <laughs> it's possible. Jake, draft analysis is just like wine. Too much of it, and you end up sleeping in your car in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. So since Jake introduced pet peeves, why don't we talk about that next? Uh, and, and you know, uh, Teddy, I'm going to start with you. Just so we yes. can we can start high and and I can set the bar <laughs> low and all of y'all can bring it home. Um, I'm honestly when it comes to pet peeves and fantasy football, I don't. I'm guilty of some of the ones that you listed in the examples, which I'll talk about soon. So I can't say those, but it will never infuriate me more. Like thank God I found best ball this off season because mock drafting is the most infuriating thing when you finally get in a mock draft that has your league size and all of a sudden someone takes a kicker in the second pick and you're just like, well, cool. Mm -hmm. So I just said, if you're going to mock draft, please just, now you don't take it seriously, but just, you know, try. (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) Make it at least until double-digit rounds is what you're saying. Yeah, right? Like set, set a lineup and, you know, draft a lineup and then do whatever you want to. Keep the dickery out of mock drafts. That's all we're asking. I think it's a simple request. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right, Jen, what about you? Um, probably with the slow drafts, someone taking up the entire eight-hour clock. It's like, okay, well, we've made one pick today before the clock gets turned off overnight. This is You know what you're going to do. You know you're drafting. And if you can't be available, then set your queue. Just go on auto and set your queue, man. That's all you got to do. Dude, I, it I really is that easy. I literally just got a text from MFL saying that I'm on the clock in Slow Draft right now. Oh god! Ooh, so, you should make ooh. your pick live while I was on about air. to say, should we make Jen, your pick? Jen, put I'll do it on. for you. Jen put me on blast. No, I want. <laughs> hey, uh, Randall, can you can you take that time machine and go to the future and help me with this pick? <laughs> <laughs> tell me what. Tell me what you need. <laughs> I need all the answers, man. And I need them in the with the very. I think actually the very last pick of the draft. Which is kind of awesome. Kadarius, Tony, Boston Scott, and DJ Dallas just went. So well, that's what we're talking about here, fellas. I was about to say, just ladies. wind was surprising. Sounds like. Yeah. So Sounds while I'm like pulling up the, the list drinks. here, let me give you my pet peeves, which is uh, during drafts, dude, just don't talk about players in the chat. And if you're doing them on live on I Zoom, don't talk about them at all. I hate that. It's the worst, right? It's like, <laughs> dude, don't. And I do. I want it from both angles. I'm like, don't talk about good players to pick. And definitely don't mention that J.K. Dobbins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Don't say that. Like, let's just. Don't say anything. Don't it's say not your pick. Players. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Put that I'll, on a t-shirt. I'll, I'll drink, I'll say, there's, there's your title of the uh, podcast recording. Yeah, yep, Absolutely. <laughs> Can I at least say hi and shit in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> Only on your pick, Jake. Only on your no. pick. No, no kind. Well, then I am going to take up the entire eight hours so I can spend that eight hours <laughs> chatting with my friends. Suck it in your face. Our home, our home league draft is live every year. We, we, if you can't make the, the rule is if you can't make the draft, you can't play. I mean, you got to be there. 
and inevitably there will be a conversation about, uh, I was going to pick this guy, but then that guy, and I'm like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Some people don't know that guy's still available. That's exactly how it happens, yeah. though, right? It's always like, oh, I was going to pick this guy. It's like, dude, because you're trying to double pick and show that you're super cool. Like, no. We, we have a story that we still tell to this day. Um, it happened in, like, I don't know, 2005. There was a gentleman on the clock, and he was chewing the end of his pencil and man he was he had sat there for five minutes and he had no idea you could tell he had no idea who he was gonna pick and the guy to his left russ uh russ said just blurted out i can't believe randy moss is still available and as soon as he said that larry went i'll take randy moss and we were like god damn it russ <laughs> shut <laughs> up oh my god that was it's amazing to me that we're still telling people that to this day it's like mm -hmm. just don't Talk about anything, but who's left or what you think they're going to do or just no uh, one cares how smart you are. Your accent, with your amazing accent, I could have definitely guessed that Ross and Larry were in your league. Uh, you have a, <laughs> <laughs> you have, I got to say that I, I love your accent because I'm from up here in Boston. We all sound crazy. Uh, so. I, this is this is this is not the first time that someone has mentioned my accent, and I don't I don't hear it. So it's great, yeah, it's awesome. All right, I so just yeah, love that he's, he's talking about a northern accent sounding stupid compared to a southern accent. And I'm just like, that's the first time I've ever been told I sound smart as a southerner. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's, it's like it's distinguished, you know. It's like why? Nah. All right, first time you, for that one too. Let me hit you. Let me hit you, southern folks, with some uh, with the guys I got in the clock here. So. I got one last pick. It's super flex. I've already taken way too many tight ends, which is what I do. So uh, quarterback, Andy Dalton is the best one available if I want to go that route. Um, I'll get yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, let's save that until you hear the best running backs are available. So running back, uh, I'm thinking, honestly, I, I know he's kind of kind of sad, but Justice Hill is probably one of the best guys available here, especially with the injury. Uh, and then for wide receiver, the only two options really that – that mean anything to me are Denzel Mims and then maybe Zach Pascal with the injury. But I mean, Zach Pascal is, he's just such a fill in nobody that I just, he's got COVID. It's hard to get excited about that. Am yeah. I to understand there's no Jarek McKinnon hanging out yet, waiting to be plucked onto your DJ roster? Dallas got drafted. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jerry McKinnon's been gone. McKinnon was a prized possession in this list. <laughs> <laughs> the bell of the ball, Jerry McKinnon. Yeah. If anyone wants to throw any other suggestions out there, I'll check and see if they're here. But we're looking at like Jeffrey Wilson, uh, Wayne Gallman. Yes, Wayne team. Gallman. I select Wayne Gallman. That's what I want <laughs> out of that group that you just listed. That is a diamond in a box of turds. So I would select Wayne Gallman without a second thought, personally. No, no dead zone. But he does have plenty of sleeper. I do need to run Do you have an IR spot? Ben Simon? I said seconded. No, what Jake said. For Wayne Take Gallman. Wayne Gallman. Yes. All right, let's do yep. it. We're, we're sourcing this pick live. Does anyone want to disagree with this so we can all uh, well, make fun of Jake? If it's um, not. <laughs> is Marquez Callaway still around? Is that his name? Oh, let's dude, see. Callaway. I think, actually, I took Callaway. I took Michael Thomas <laughs> and Callaway. Oh, he's oh, way gone. I wish I had, Someone I wish really handsome and smart yeah. took him five rounds ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. When that pick went in, and I was like, damn, that's a great pick. And that guy, yeah. I, bet, I bet he's crazy handsome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but he's crazy. Uh, okay, so all right, so thank you. So Jen, you inspired me to make this pick live, so that I'm not holding up the draft. Actually, yeah, this ends the draft. All right, Wayne Gallman, and that the pet peeves were used for something for good. <laughs> for that's incredible. And, that almost never happens. Right. Now, Randall, it sounds like we already got your pet peeve, which is no. people talking, <laughs> but didn't. that's not the biggest one. Okay, that that's not even the biggest. The biggest pet peeve I have is blaming someone else for your fuck up. I was just going to do that. Yeah, when, when, <laughs> when, 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 when Wayne Gallman shits the bed on Yeah, when Wayne I was just about to do that. I listened <laughs> listen to what you said, and I, I finished last. Oh, I hate that stuff. Yeah, I can't stand that. Yeah, yeah. You make I your own that. decisions. Main, it's ma- your mainly team. Be- Mainly because I give mediocre fantasy advice, so I don't want it coming back <laughs> on me. Like, they should know better, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Have oh, you not seen my previous body of work? This should not <laughs> fall on me. This is really about <laughs> you, not yeah, being able to aggregate your sources. Twitter, you know. <laughs> not just anyone who has a though. Twitter account. <laughs> you have to verify a phone number, I'm pretty sure, or at least half of an email address. It's harder than you think. Uh, <laughs> Simon, do you have any possums that are going to pop up in your pet peeve here? What should we be expecting from you? No possum regard? pet peeves. No possum pet peeves, but um, I hate the the jackass that acts like a genius when anything goes right on their team. Like, like just completely ignoring the fact that luck is a major part of fantasy football and like, uh, the guy who drafted Gus Edwards in the in the tenth round three months ago, who's like, yeah, I kind of knew he was gonna have a big role this season. Uh, <laughs> really, really figured that one out. So, like, the shut up. Lap. There's a lot going on over here. Like, victory lap all you want, but don't pretend like there's not a luck aspect in here. Dude. Yeah, come on, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well. Oh, what should we talk about next? There's so many topics. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> There's so much room for activities. I know. It's great. Uh, so let's um, let's talk about um, roster construction a little bit. Give give us just a quick hit of what's your preferred method to build a roster. And as our show here is mainly redraft focused, we'll just talk redraft here for just a one season snapshot. Um, who do I want to start with? Um, um, Coop, hit us. So, hey, so I figured everyone would talk about, you know, people talk about zero wide receiver, things like that. So I'm actually going to give you a tip about the bench. This is something I just wrote about in my recent article. Um, and the, the, it's the idea of scratch tickets versus lottery tickets, right? So if you're in a league that has bench spots that, uh, you know, it's very shallow leagues especially, you don't want these long-term lottery <clears throat> tickets clogging up your bench. You want scratch tickets. So to me, a scratch ticket is somebody who, we have no idea what their role is going to be, but we have a uh, an assumption that they might have a decent role week one. So, you know, Jets running backs. Uh, Juwan Johnson maybe as who knows if he's going to get a big role or a small role. Uh, things where uh, John o. Smith versus Hunter Henry. You know, I mean, I mean that one's more of a real roster spot. But guys where week one you get an answer, right? And if they aren't good, then you can drop them because that those roster spots are really valuable in those leagues, right? In bigger leagues or best ball leagues, or especially dynasty leagues, you want lottery tickets, right? The Chuba Hubbards, where it's like you don't know when the numbers are going to come in. They're going to come in down the road. But if they, when they do come in, it's a big payoff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So for me, I look at what kind of league I'm in, and sometimes my last pick, I'll pick somebody where it's like, okay, we'll find out 
uh, in the first week of the season if this guy has a big role or not, and then I can move on from him quickly. Because, like, a lot of times with those rookie running backs or the back backup running backs, you just end up holding them for way too long and just waiting for them to come in. And, you know, in certain formats, that, that kills you. So that's my roster construction tip. Think about what your roster is and, uh, you know, see whether you want bench tickets or lottery tickets. And obviously the only way to do that is to go and find my article on Fantasy Alarm, read the whole thing, share it with your friends. <laughs> So that's that's my tip. that's my uh, my my roster construction there bench tip. Nice. So I, I want to throw out a hypothetical for you here. So say you're in a league that has a limited number of waiver wire moves. How would that affect your end of the bench lottery ticket strategy? So hypothetical. That, in that situation, yeah. In that situation, I would go more for lottery tickets than scratch tickets. You know what I mean? Because the, the idea with the scratches is you you know, got this guy. Maybe he's good. Swap him out. But anyone that has real upside is usually somebody that's drafted earlier or owned. So for me, if I have limited roster moves, I am going to hold on to the Trey Lance for six or seven weeks, waiting for him to potentially get that job or however long it takes. You know, so uh, that's that's a good point. That's something you want to think about in terms of how long can you hold this guy, and you know, because otherwise, if you draft Chuba Hubbard and C- CMC doesn't get hurt, and there's a guy you want to pick up off waivers, now you got to decide if you're going to expose yourself to that or not. You know, so. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. I said something serious on this one. <laughs> yeah, but we're all capped it with expose yourself. So technically, it still falls under that same previous category of the tight ends and bottoms and all that. So uh, you saved it. And you saved it at the end. You did say we could go pants off. I'm not going to tell you whether I'm wearing pants or not, but I mean, use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't I think can, I will. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, your AC, your AC got turned off, so you needed to be a little breezy. Let's just say they were, they, they were pants on when the AC was on. Now all that's on. Are <laughs> correlated? Yeah. And and I've been taking cold showers all week, just like Simon. So. Yeah. <laughs> but that only lasts you so long. <laughs> all right, Jen, let's throw it to you. Oh, same as Coop, exactly the same, identical. Why are you having me follow this guy? <laughs> Apparently, I don't make right decisions on who to How call. How's it feel? Jesus. So, so you also have your pants off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh they, now, now we got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now it's a party. As far as themes go, I don't know that I would have settled on this one before the show, but you just have to flow without things going. <laughs> That's right. All right, but no other tidbits to add in, in re-roster construction, if you will. So for me, I look at ADP, but I don't really put my all into that. I look at projected points. I look at um, team construction as an actual team, um, what the locker room is like. I am super interested in that for my guys. And um, I mean, otherwise, nothing too fancy. Like I am really, I just take it from a gut feel to do my research and uh i mean easier easier to do when you're in 23 weeks this year but <laughs> um yeah it's more of a gut feel that's how i build my my roster typically mm-hmm. all right teddy throw it over to you so i really hate that um jake said that we didn't have to prepare for this podcast because <laughs> my <laughs> fun answer of looking at this was like Draft good people, beep, boop, boop, you know, and then like after, after that, it's I feel like it's going to hold up. So I will say in the drafts that I've done, in the drafts that I've done, yeah, it's the, that's how I feel. Um, in the drafts that I have done, like with um, actual drafts and mock drafts, 
with the redraft this year is if you're not going to be taking a big tight end, you know, with your Kelsey Kittle Wallers early, um, I am trying my best to leave the first three rounds with two running backs and a wide receiver. I know it's going to kill all of my zero RB troopers out there. I'm sorry, but wide receiver just seems super deep. And just the way that drafts have gone, at least ones that are. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what she said. Um, but that's, you know, with the way the drafts have gone, I've been sitting there in like late rounds before drafting a kicker and a defense, and I'm just staring at wide receivers and I'm just like, I really should have taken more running backs. So it's just like, I know they're getting hurt and I know there's zero RB and like, I appreciate you thinking that and everything like, feel free to do that. But for me, I'm definitely leaving the first three rounds with either an elite tight end and one of each or two running backs and wide receiver this year. Randall? Anything to add? Uh, so first off, zero RB is stupid. Don't do that. Um, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, so I, I, when it comes to redraft, I try to treat a redraft roster as not even really like a roster. It's sort of like a living thing. Sometimes you gotta, you you constantly gotta be pruning the dead leaves. It's, it's, it's like a plant. I like to roster just one quarterback. I like to roster just one tight end. Uh, because in, in one quarterback redraft leagues, there is inevitably going to be a quarterback out there that you can pick up and play. Same for a tight end. I like for 80% of my roster to be running backs and wide receivers. Um, and the main thing you can do to be prepared is to know your league and know your scoring system. That way you know exactly what to keep and why you're keeping it. Um and, and you know, I guess you 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 said we weren't going to talk about uh, dynasty, but I'll I'll throw it out there. Dynasty, we all know wide receivers have a longer shelf life, uh, so I tend to be uh, more wide receiver centric in dynasty. When it comes to super flex leagues, that eighty percent drops to sixty five percent running back wide receiver for roster. It's where I kind of like to be. Uh, you can't you can't really can't have too many quarterbacks in a super flex league. Uh, I used to really like when I first started playing Superflex. I would chastise the guy who took two or three quarterbacks in his first four picks, and like, man, look at this clown! But w- once you get in, once you get in, and you and you keep start to play Superflex leagues, you understand why they're some of those guys do that. It's just like taking uh, three running backs with your first three picks in a twelve-person league, which I I think you you can never go wrong doing that. I don't think. Uh, but know your league, know your scoring system are the two most important important things, I would say. Mm-hmm. And Simon, what about you? Well, this is awkward. Um, I have a, I'm a recent convert to the zero RB strategy I, in redraft this year. I saw it in your face. So, I saw it in your face. I was like, oh, no. I have been all about zero RB this year specifically in redraft. I don't know. We'll see what the draft board are looking like next year. But as I was going through all the mock drafts we do, the value at receiver and tight end just kept falling. You could get to the ninth, 10 pick in the first round and have every single pick be a running back. Um, the teams I've liked the most have started tight end and three wide receivers. Like earlier in the offseason, you could legitimately start Kelsey, Hill, and then maybe like a Justin Jefferson and a DK Metcalf with your first four picks. You have a, you have an advantage at the tight end position, wide receiver position every single week. And I'm totally fine at that point starting, um, I don't know, uh, Philip Lindsay and uh, Ronald Jones. You can throw them out there, but you've got an advantage of the other positions and just watch your waiver wire. Um, Don't that's, like that's that. Where I stand Don't like that name showing up on this podcast, but that's all right. <laughs> He's no, drinking I love a beer that in between the two, Kool-Aid. 
so I Simon, that I, we have two I, contradictory opinions on this stuff. Yeah, can I ask you a question? Absolutely not. I will be taking no questions. I'm asking anyway. I'm asking anyway. Uh, how long? How long do you go without drafting a running back to for it to be a true zero RB draft? So I, I hate the zero RB truthers that are like, "Oh, that's not zero RB. You didn't wait till the ninth round. Like, get out of here." You know what I mean? The, like the concept it's zero is RB. Thing. If you take one, it doesn't count. <laughs> so we've already broken the rules. So we get over it. Um, I, I think you start your first like five picks without a running back. We can throw it in the conversation of. Like it wouldn't be true zero RB, but it is in the zero RB conversation that way. And that's how I've been drafting. Like, let's say we get to the sixth round and Miles Sanders is still staring at me, which happens from time to time. Like I'll draft him in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. But then uh, if he's not, I'm not going to reach for a Miles Gaskin. I'm just going to wait and wait and take my Ronald Jones later or James Conner or something along those lines. So to me, zero RB strategy relies more on luck than it does uh, actual planning because you're you are banking on like Gus Edwards happening and draft well, and drafting him before JK Dobbins gets hurt. So you're rostering Gus Edwards in the twelfth round or whatever you drafted him prior to uh, JK Dobbins injury and you're hoping one of those guys turns into a starter. And then if that happens, obviously you're gonna be sitting pretty. It's um, in my mind, it's is, no is, different. It's no different than the wide receiver lottery tickets that Coop was talking about earlier. We're just pushed into a different position. Um, like like he's drafting those wide receivers, waiting to table up. I'm drafting a bunch of running backs that could have that opportunity. There's some ambiguity in their backfields. There's some uncertainty about who the starter is. They are a backup who's one injury away from going. Um, but the other like critical part of zero RB is you will not have a successful team if you draft and then just let your lineup sit there. Like, like the most important part of zero RB is every year there are week one injuries or random breakouts. You get your James Connors, your Philip Lindsay's, your, uh, Gus Edwards this year, your Kareem Hunts a couple years ago where you're paying attention, um, ahead of the draft. Uh, those are the kinds of players that make, make zero RB possible. And that happens on the waiver wire afterwards. Yeah, I will agree that in order to be successful with that sort of strategy, you have to be super active. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's, yeah. that's my thing on it is that, like, I've talked to a few of the zero RB guys, Kev Tompkins from my podcast, a ton of it. Uh, I don't usually do that, but, like, the misconception, I think, for a lot of people is that you could just punt RB and not think about it. And when you do zero RB, you need to be more in tune with RB than everyone else. Like, you yep. need to be deep in the deep RBs and ready for that stuff, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, like, I will say that. If you want to do that strategy like that, it's not like a, oh, I just won't draft them and it'll be easy. It's more like you need to be no, really you, aggressive. You need yeah, to be in on the Chris Evans' of the world, yep. I guess. Yep. And, right? <laughs> those, like, they have to be on your radar more than just like, oh, look at that good preseason game. Like, you had to be waiting for that kind of thing to happen prior to seeing it. On the like field. Tony Jones I, Jr. should have already been on your team. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I also just think it's it's a fun way to play um, fantasy. I, I leave feeling a little uncomfortable about my roster, but I, I have the chance to like build it into like if the running backs can work out during the season, all of a sudden I've built this behemoth. Like it's like almost like a puzzle to me to to piece together afterwards. Like I, I created something a little bit less than ideal to make the rest of my roster exactly how I want, and we're going to piece that together. And running back is the position where you're most likely to be able to do that due to injury and the volatility of the position. That is pretty interesting. And I think that actually leads pretty well into this question, if I may hear, Dustin. I'm curious because oh, now it may. sounds like we have two different ideas, obviously, on zero RB. But I do think that plays in this question of, is it more important to have 
the strongest starting lineup or is it more important to have that really <laughs> deep bench? I mean, for yourself, Simon, I, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but I'm gonna. It sounds like maybe you would be more in tune with having that that best depth, at least at running back, for the potential that one of them hits. Am I correct on that? Or, or do you prefer still having the best starting lineup out of your league? I tend to build glass cannons. I mean, after the draft, I feel like all rest, all uh, rosters are kind of similar as far as depth goes, like within a range because you're all drafting in the same order. It's whenever trades and waiver wires start going on as the season goes on that you kind of see whether someone likes to value depth or um, starting roster. And I will trade away every last bit of my depth for an upgraded starter. I will build the the strongest, most fragile roster on planet Earth and try to bulldoze my way to the end. You need a lot of things to go right in fantasy football anyways to win. So um, I'm just saying, yeah, if an injury happens, I'm screwed. My team will not win the roster, but I'm going to build something that, that can take everything down if everything goes right. Fair. Mm-hmm. Teddy, are you siding with that perspective? Do you have a preference there? So I think that at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that that – as much as a starting lineup is fantastic, fantasy leagues are one not on draft day and one on the waiver wire and everything. So, I mean, so much is going to happen throughout the season that even, you know, I think the strategy that you kind of have as you go forward, I think it depends on a lot of things also as you're kind of going forward with, if you do have a ton of wide receiver depth, like are you in a league that likes to trade? You know, kind of talking about that, like can you kind of, you know, when you're getting close to a trade deadline, bolster, running back just because you have good depth of wide receiver, you know, as you kind of make a playoff push. So I think there's a lot of factors in there. I like the different strategies that are coming up. Not that I know how to implore them because I just don't have the time or patience to learn, but um, you know, but it's, I think that just any kind of new way to play fantasy is fun. Like the vampire leagues that somebody mentioned in the comments, like that's cool. The, um, the guillotine leagues are intense. So, I mean, I think, I think just any new kind of strategy is, is, is really cool. Very much. Mm-hmm. Very, very much cool, if I can say that, Teddy. Uh, Jen, are you more team starting lineup or solid depth on your starting team? Lineup. Starting lineup for sure. Like, I am here to play. I'm here to win week one and maybe not any weeks thereafter. But damn it, <laughs> I am going to win week one and I am going to do my best. I'm not risky. I'm not going to be like, hmm, how's this guy going to, how's this guy going to do? I've never even heard of him, you know? Um, I'm, I'm there to win week one. Sorry about my cat. Now that Jackson is upstairs with Nate going to bed, the cat has entered the scene. And I don't know if that's an agreement. The cat is, is in the chat. An agreement meow, a disagreement meow. I really can't get a feel <laughs> for this particular cat. It's an agreement meow. It was an apathetic <laughs> meow. <laughs> Trust me, you would know if it was a negative meow. <laughs> <laughs> Coop, what do you think? Are you team uh, strong starting lineup or uh, solid depth there? Well, I mean, I I, just, I feel like I'm gonna have to offer my meow in agreement on on <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, much much like Simon, I just can't offer an apathetic meow when it comes to the starting lineup. I'm willing to trade everybody and everybody to make my starting team my lineup better because I believe in my ability to find these guys on waivers. You know what I mean? I believe my ability. And that's why I'm a big scratch ticket guy because I'm looking for guys to drop. That's what I want. I want the roster spot. To me, at a certain degree of these leagues, the roster spot becomes more important than the player itself, like a lot of times, right? So for me, like I'm I'm always willing to do two for one. Like 
if you if if I'm getting the best player back in a two for one, I I do it like every time. You know, it's I'll make my opponent better. I don't care because in my opinion, I'm gonna be able to find those guys. You know what I mean? And to a certain degree, that's probably why I'm, I play like the Ricky Bobby of fantasy football here. You know, it's like there's, <laughs> there's some first base trophies and there's a lot of last base trophies, but it's like that's just the way I roll. So you know, better than a bunch of fifth place trophies. Let's be honest. You know why? Because yeah. if you have a fifth place trophy in your house for some reason, that's not real, and you clearly made that out of whatever junk was in your closet. <laughs> And that's weird. Randall, are you team starting lineup or deep uh, deep bench there? Uh, so I guess it would depend on your league. Uh, someone mentioned earlier, are you in an active trade league? Are you in a uh, blind bidding league for waivers? Or does it go to the, or is the waiver order determined by reverse order of league standing, which my redraft league still is to this day, and they refuse to vote on changing it. Like, I can't get them to understand that it would be more to their benefit to go to a blind bidding system. Like, they don't, they can't comprehend it. So, uh, I tend to be a little more risk averse. I try to keep my depth until I, I'm to the point where I know I'm going to make the playoffs and I don't think I'll need it any longer. And then I try to make those last couple of trades to kind of bolster my starting lineup. So I try to keep my depth until a certain point because I don't want to take myself out of it. And fantasy football is about risk aversion. And to me, it's very risk. It's very risky to trade away all your depth right from the jump. And then you're chasing your tail for the rest of the season. Can it work? Sure. I mean, any strategy can work. Uh, and I said, don't do zero RB, but that was more, I was being more facetious than anything. Um, there are plenty of ways to win this. Uh, but I, I tend to be a little more risk averse than that. Dustin, what are you falling on? Not that I'm asking for any particular reason as we're drafting in our <laughs> league right now, but I'm just curious in general. Well, uh, in general, I, I am more about the starting lineup. Um, however, in our home league here, since we are limited on our waiver wire moves, I, I try to have a more balanced team where I have a good mix of starters and depth players only because you can't rely on the waiver wire nearly as much. So, I mean, in a typical league where it is like blind bidding or just open waivers where, you know, you can make as many moves as you want. I'm all about the starting lineup and, uh, you know, maybe I have a bye week or a couple bye weeks where, uh, you know, a lot of my starters are on by. I'll take those hits for those couple of weeks, knowing that I'll probably win the remaining weeks of the season if I have that strong a starting lineup. So that's where I'm at with that. Right on. Just curious. I'm <laughs> I'm right down the middle, you guys. I like all of the strategies that we've talked about this far. And I think that they're all pretty great. <laughs> Jake, 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 actually, Jake actually manages to do the apathetic meow. On this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pulled it off. Unbelievable. All right. Um, well, we, we've hit an hour, folks. Um, do we want to do a couple more here? You guys got time or... I think real quick, if nothing else, if you guys are cool, I just would love to hear if anybody's made a drunk trade recently or or seen a trade go down in a league that you feel could have qualified as such. Because I, I really do love when that happens. And I, I think I have a pretty good eye for spotting it in my own leagues. Um, but I'm curious if anybody wants to volunteer whether A, they've made one or, oh, Randall, what, what went down? Uh, I made one and I had one offered to me that I let someone out of. 
Oh. Uh, and I, I I say that if someone offers you a drunk trade and you accept it, or offers you a fat finger trade and you accept it, in my opinion, it should be up to you whether or not you're going to let that person out of that trade. It shouldn't be league vote. It shouldn't be commissioner overrule. It should be between you and that guy. Um, so I had a guy offer me Brandon Ayuk in a dynasty league for Tony Jones Jr. And I, it was one of those trades that paralyzes you in fear because you're like, <laughs> what happened to Brandon Ayuk? And you want to, you want to find out as quickly as possible before he takes it off. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you're like, you don't want the trade to come down. You want to smash it, but you're like, Oh shit. What happened to Brandon Ayuk? And or what happened to Alvin Kamara? Is Tony Jones Jr. going to be the fucking guy now? Did Alvin Kamara die? What? So so I eventually I smashed it, and um, then as as soon as I accepted it, the guy came in the league chat and said that was supposed to be for Aaron Jones, not Tony Jones. To which I responded, "Tough shit. You should have known you weren't getting Aaron Jones for Brandon Ayuk to start with." And, uh, <laughs> After I let him squirm for a couple of minutes, I was like, I'll just re-offer you the trade in reverse, and, and we'll call it a wash. Very classic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and I, I actually did a drunk trade last year. This was, this was a really bad trade. Like, this was, this is a trade that still keeps me up at night uh, and paralyzes me in fear of, of opossums and <laughs> falling asleep in my car and... Uh, I was in a low spot. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was in a real low spot for a quarterback, and um, I had had my boy talking up Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, and I was like, man, that guy sucks. And uh, I was a little bit, little bit drunk, and I offered a trade, and and it got accepted. And as soon as it was accepted, I immediately regretted it. Uh, but I traded away Derrick Henry for Kareem Hunt and Dwayne Haskins in the Superflex League. Oof. And, yeah, it's bad. It's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> I told you earlier I give mediocre fantasy advice. Uh, <laughs> it's bad, man. It's still – like, that team still hasn't recovered. It was. It's like it, – it's really bad. I – I wanted to orphan it, but I didn't. <laughs> the, the, the trade history for Derrick Henry in my like main dynasty league is the saddest thing in the world to look at. My co-host Josh at one point traded Derrick Henry and a third-round pick for Willie Sneed in 2019. Ooh. And then the player he traded him to proceeded to trade Derrick Henry, Austin Hooper, and Kenyon Drake for Andrew Luck and Alshon Jeffrey. Um, so that those are all the trades involving Derrick Henry. And I'm still stuck on Willie fucking Sneed. Right? How in the world does he show up in a trade, let alone a trade of that caliber? Is beyond me. We're talking about a great. This is in October of 2018. We're talking about a really. I got a a really great. Real quick, real quick. I don't want to dominate this segment, but I got a real quick story. Uh. This is this is more towards you have to let people make the trades that they want to make. This this is a story that proves that rule. So um, I offered a trade to a gentleman in our league where I uh, traded Devontae Adams before he ever broke out. Like he was just a young pup, and I traded him Devontae Adams for the number one rookie pick 
which was going to be Leonard Fournette that year. And we had two people get so mad at how unfair that trade was for the guy that I gave Devontae Adams to that they quit our fantasy league. Wow. Okay. And it here we are years later, that trade worked out so much better for that guy than it did for me. <laughs> like let people trade. Expo- exponentially better. So mm-hmm. you have to let people make the trades that they want to make. Absolutely. Never veto. Yep. Never Unless veto. it's like egregious something. We I had don't know, two in my, uh, in my league that I drafted earlier that got uh, vetoed uh, today. One of them, one of them's apparently newer to fantasy. One of them was trading away Adam Thielen and Saquon for James White, Josh Jacobs, and Justin Jefferson. That got vetoed because the new guy. I mean, that's the best way for him to learn. Yeah, that's what I said. And then they uh, same teams offered Saquon and AJ Brown for DeAndre Hopkins and Josh Jacobs, and that got vetoed. Why? So, that is a perfectly reasonable trade to just let I, go through. I approve like both. Yeah, they thought that he was getting taken advantage of, and I was like, let him. Maybe he's a yeah. huge, you know, Josh Jacobs fan. I don't know. That is you wild. Know. Also, maybe he respects DeAndre Hopkins the way that we all should be respecting DeAndre Hopkins. Just Amen. Uh, <laughs> but any any other experiences, exposure to drunk trades or okay, having guys. made one recently? Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Saddle up. I just <laughs> want your thoughts on this one. Okay. I send Robbie Anderson, Eckler, and Amon St. Ra. I received Raheem Mostert, Leonard Floyd, Kenny Galladay, Revan Jordan. Uh, I don't even know who this is. Aziz Adularbi? Anyone? The the comedian yep. Aziz Ansari. <laughs> this is a, this is a uh, IDP league. Yeah, don't do that trade. Oh no! Run away from it. That's the guy that, Did the Giants take that guy? In okay. Yes, he's the Giants. Giants. Yes. Okay. And a 2022 first round, a 2022 third round, a 2022 fifth round, a 2023 third round, and a 2024 first round. That trade is hurting my brain. Is this, uh, is this yeah. all the same trade still going? <laughs> yeah, so... For, oh my oh, wow. Wow. We have to get a new iPhone just to off. see the entire thing. Like, what in the world? I rejected that straight up because I was like... I, don't I wouldn't even, even read that. Because it's like for know. like eight, eight drafts a, a fucking tennis player. <laughs> 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 this is too long. I don't like it. Yeah, I was like, you don't get that I get Bjorn Borg and Andre Agassi. That's wild, man. Yeah, so I, that's... That's my favorite so far. My favorite yeah. ever trade offer. I, got, I would I, definitely, I would reject that and immediately send, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm really happy for you or sorry that happened. I don't know. <laughs> I, did. I, was like, I was like, I'm sorry. You're not getting Eckler for me, no matter how many picks you throw my way, because I have zero running backs right now. So get out of here, mister. <laughs> that's, that's way too that's long and you're trying to confuse me and you think that. I don't know. Is it because I'm a girl? Or you think that that you're confusing me? Or that is a pet peeve of mine, by the way. Is when people throw so much into a trade, mm-hmm. hoping to just get your brain all fucking confused. It's like, yeah. all right, I I don't need to have to write this out long form like a math equation in order to accept or deny a trade. Like, can you just be 
We don't need to just swap teams, basically. <laughs> like, that's what this fucking trade is doing. I, I do hate that. Swap teams. Like, that scene, that scene in the league where it was the giant whiteboard and all the lines, and they were like, we just need to all realign. Mm. No. <laughs> that's, too much. that's a trade that I would that I would reject and then send a message and say, oh, man, I didn't mean to reject that. Can you put it back up there? Because <laughs> I, th- I was still thinking about it. <laughs> so mean. And then, then once they put it back up there, immediately reject it again. <laughs> yeah. right. fuck you. That's let the me, kind of spite I can get yeah, behind. Yeah. For sure there. Let me let me finish this off with a with a really, really smart trade that That's I Southern hospitality. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so finishing us off from the us off. bottom think, of if you guys have any if you guys, tight end. If you guys have any beers left, will you guys entertain me in this one? Uh, take a sip every time that you think that I did something stupid during this one trade, a one for one player trade. Yeah, that's a, that's a good start, Dustin. Uh, so Randall talked about earlier about how he's not trading Aaron Jones for nothing. So let me tell you about the time I traded Aaron Jones in Dynasty uh, two years ago. I, well, I ain't trading Aaron, him for Brandon Ayuk. I traded. <laughs> oh, I love Brandon Ayuk right now. <laughs> uh, two years ago, I traded Aaron Jones straight up for Christian Kirk, so we can drink. On that, for starters, I, I picked up an orphan orphan team and I tanked successfully. Had a bunch of running backs, so I had Saquon, Derrick Henry, right, and Aaron Jones. And then I had I had so much running back depth that I decided to trade somebody, right? So my running back depth was uh, Kenyon Drake, Carryon Johnson, and Sony Michelle. And I <laughs> so I, deep. I consider them all to be equally the, deep, right? The Grand Canyon of a lineup right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, so, the, so we're live at a draft in a bowl and alley drinking. And I just turned to everybody. I'm like, I need a wide receiver. I'm taking <laughs> throw out your offers like right now. I'm taking the best one, right? So that kid that traded me Aaron jo- uh Christian Kirk for Aaron Jones actually offered me Christian Kirk to carry on Johnson first. And I said I'd rather have carry on Johnson than Aaron Jones. So cheers to that. Oh, oh, another kid offered me, so this was, they were rookies. At, uh, another kid offered me uh, Sony Michelle for DJ Moore, straight up, which they were both rookies. And I said, I drafted Sony Michelle before DJ Moore, so I can't do that trade. Which... <laughs> Pet peeve so. number 19. <laughs> that's a, that's, oh, man, you read my mind. I hate the people that go. I drafted him ahead of him. I can't swap him one for one. That was six fucking months ago. Randall. Their values have changed since then. That was in 2017. Let it go. You can't be part of that board anymore. Randall, I'm sitting right here. Okay, <laughs> and, okay let me finish this off with the, the final, um, final cherry on top. Is that I lost this kid in the championship this year in that dynasty league with him starting oh. Aaron Jones and Christian Kirk on Christian Kirk on my bench. Because he, well if it isn't the consequences of your own actions <laughs> coming back to scare you in the face. Not again. Rough. That is rough, man. So yeah, that's that the thing is, and this is I guess my advice on that is I committed to trading a running back before I even knew what the trade was. I was like, let's drink some beers and by the end of the night a running back from my team will be on your team for wide receiver. And that's what we ended up with. So. At least you committed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's really smart. A silver lining. That's you right. picked out of that story, Dustin. 
it's something at I, least. You know, I keep offering him the trade back, and you know, <laughs> no matter how many defensive players and tennis players I put in there, he, he's, more, <laughs> he's, not, he's not sending them back. You're, you're you're trying, you should just tell him that you want his. Yeah, you should just tell him you can trade carry on for Arian Jones for Aaron Jones straight up. Now, Arian, because Arian. that was Arian. the that was the value that they had back then. So yeah. you should hold to that value. Currently. Every yeah. time I every time I offer that trade, he just sends back an apathetic meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well god i feel like this was a great episode folks uh i had a lot of fun with this uh before we uh sign off let's go around the room everyone can uh tell us where we can find you and what you do and all that good stuff out there so uh jen we'll start with you Okay, I'm at Jen Paulvoet. I'm at IBT underscore media. I'm at 32 in 32FF. And then on all the other socials, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Did my first TikTok the other night, actually. My first legit one, um, not for 32 and nice. 32, which would be business related. But um, yeah, I did a breakdown of an Amazon fresh order. Nice. While nice. doing the milk crate challenge or? Nope. No. <laughs> I have an idea for your next one. <laughs> I like how hospitals are like, over. Oh, we're overrun with COVID. Let's just climb some milk crates. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. Where are these people finding all these milk crates? They just laying around? Like, I mean, you have to go to a dairy to get those typically. So I don't, I don't understand it. You know, when There's I was in shortage. college, the climbing team, the, the climbing team would set up next to my apartment building and hang cables between the third floor of the two buildings, and then they would get milk crates. So when I heard about milk crate stacking, I assumed this is what people were doing. They would harness themselves into this rope, then they would get one milk crate, then stack another one on it, climb on top of that one, then stack another one on top of that one, and just climb straight up and build the tallest tower of milk crates as they climbed it one by one until eventually you could just sit on your porch and watch. They would come crashing down and like the 20 milk crates would fly all over the courtyard. That's what we should be doing. <laughs> that That's what we should be doing. That is not endorsed by the That's Drinking and Talking Fantasy endorsed Football by Podcast. DCF, uh, endorsed by Poor Richard's Farms Beef Jerky. You had me. You had Our Poor Richard's Farm turkey is made of 100% possum. Yep. <laughs> this poor yep. Richard's farm throwing in a milk crate with every fifth order. Uh. <laughs> uh. We'll write a letter. The way my girlfriend's eating mine, dude, I have a bunch of milk crates here. We can do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Teddy, why don't you uh, go next here? Always, man. Right after everybody does great. Okay, fair enough. Um, I figure I better yeah, at least end the show like that anyway. That's fair. Yeah, at least we're consistent. You know, consist- consistency is key. Um, you can find me at Teddy Rigginson. I made it super easy. Just first and last name. Uh, lead writer over at Ball Blast and writing for Fantasy and Frames, where I also help to uh, co-host our Fourth and Frames podcast that airs on Wednesdays. Right on. And Randall? Uh, you can find me at FF uh, underscore Terminator. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. I host the Red Zone Football Podcast. Uh, you can find it wherever you download your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, and we usually record on Tuesday nights and try to have it out uh, a couple of days afterwards. And we're we're now we're doing shows. So, uh, yeah, it's fun stuff. Right on. Simon, throw it over to you. 
Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at FYF Simon. I'm the co-host of the Fantasy Football Game Show, and we are live Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube and Twitch channels. You can find those at Front Yard Fantasy as both. And then on Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern time, you can find the whole Front Yard Fantasy crew on the FanDuel Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash FanDuel playing some more games. So check us out Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. or Fridays at 6 p.m. All right. And then Coop. All right, so when I'm when I'm not climbing milk crates and uh, murdering, my, <laughs> murdering my neighbors over there, weed whackers or weed or whatever they're doing outside, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Coupe Fiasco right here, and um, I write for Fantasy Alarm. I'm the lead NFL analyst over there. Uh, the link to all my stuff is in the uh, in my profile on Twitter, and uh, I'm also the co-host of the Fantasy Besties and Lightning Round podcast. So if you like like nonsense like this. Those are two podcasts that you're going to like a lot because that's pretty much all we do. There is some football too. All right. Excellent. And Jake, what about you? I'm Jake Trowbridge. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter. <laughs> With a W. <laughs> With a W. Apathetic <laughs> Meow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Apatheticmeow.com. You can, you can find me at Apathetic Meow. <laughs> I feel like that's a great band name, like a post punk band a name. Fantastic like. one. I'm second to uh, see if that Twitter name is available. <laughs> 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 no, Quick, someone buy the domain. <laughs> Yo, somebody has it and they have more followers than Jake. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Someone does have it though, and they have two followers. I'm on their page two followers. Right they're about to have three. three. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and their picture, their picture is nothing short of amazing. Please, everyone, forget everything I just said about Facebook. <laughs> Please go and follow Apathetic Meow, the Apathetic Meow General. I love it. They're about to quadruple their followers, and they'll have no fucking idea why. They're a big, they're a big BTS account. This must be a Jordan Loop like ghost account. The the URL is available as well for twelve dollars a year. So Jake, if you want apatheticmeow.com, it's all yours. Thank you for that. We split it for two bucks a pop. The picture on this account is nothing short of amazing. Yes, it really is. You're right. They haven't tweeted in like that, two years. You think if I make that? That's money? a sheep. That is a sheep and a pink Christmas tree. Quite <laughs> <laughs> the fairy tale. I just hope oh. they fire up Twitter and see they all of a sudden got eight more followers. Eight more followers. Yeah, I just followed as well. <laughs> followed them. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. It's just going to be like, why the hell are all these fantasy football people following me? Like, I would be weirded out if I suddenly had like 20 BTS fans following me. You know what I mean? That'd be kind of weird. I'd be like, what did I do? It's kind of a shame Uh, that they got their their DMs. They they have only tweeted eight times. I think I've tweeted eight times today. So they're they're going to need to step that. Those are some rookie numbers. I I think our goal should just to get this uh, trending on Twitter. So it's one of the trends, <laughs> uh, and, and it all yeah. starts right here. There you <laughs> they've, go. They've tweeted, they've tweeted eight times, but they tweeted nine times about uh, BTS. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the Love Yourself tour. Uh, uh, That's a positive message. So yeah. That's fine. 
true that. Well, you know what? I don't know a better spot to uh, end this podcast than on that, because uh, that, that is amazing. Um, I think everyone else here has uh, signed off. Uh, you can find our podcast at Drinking Fantasy, and you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers.